Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Hey man. Hey man. Heyman. Paul Heyman. Dr. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a... WWF manager. Oh yeah, he managed. Was that rock. Paul Bearer? No, that was different. Ma- that's a, a totally separate human being. Huh. <laughs> Two people uh, can be called Paul. Adam's really up for it today. Paul Bearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the joke. He he was the manager of the Undertaker. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. What's that from? Is your laptop? My laptop. Yeah. Huh. He's yeah, the ma- Undertaker. He's the manager of the Undertaker, so his name was Paul Bearer. That's actually pretty clever. It yeah. is. I he died know. recently. Ah, with the Undertaker or Paul Bearer? Paul Bearer. Uh, what happened at his funeral? <laughs> Please, <laughs> guys. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys listen to my um, my reshuffle of Generation Terror? Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's way better. No, <laughs> better, it's because short. I was done with that album. You're uh, you, dead you, inside from it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's too long, isn't it? If I sit here, is this an appropriate volume? Yeah, that's fine. This Hello is, and so welcome to, to Do You Love Us, so a critical analysis like of the history, this. cultural impact, and music of Manic Street Preachers. My name is Adam Scott Glasspool. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my lovely. I'm guessing friend, this isn't real. Steve Murphy. Woo! I'm just trying something new. <laughs> that's it. I'm so tired. High energy. I'm trying to bring some. <laughs> Are we going to start properly? And no, Lucas Way. No. And Lucas is saying no. Lucas isn't here. That's his <laughs> That's thing absolutely now. Fine. He's just bringing negativity to it. Because I want to start again. Nope. Uh, so, right, what are we doing today? Um, we're not. This isn't the doing... real start, though, is it? I mean, we can keep going on about it, but I've been recording now for one minute and 50 seconds, and I have no intention of stopping. But I was talking when you first started. That's fine. People will hear it. It's all good. Uh, that's why we have two separate microphones. Huh. 
So you're going to cut me out, is what you're saying? That's no, the whole I've got, idea. I've, I've, actually got, I've actually got no way of doing that. If I could, I would cut you out of the whole podcast. And our lives. Yeah. Huh. So what we're doing here <laughs> is we're looking at the career of the band Manic Street Preachers, um, going through their albums, album by album, track by track, lyric by lyric. Uh, we're looking at the history of the band. We're looking at their songs the context around the songs we're asking the questions does context matter to music and does manic street preachers and we're asking the question (laughs) do you love us Uh, Uh, no lucas is not on board for this episode already (laughs) which episode is this this is uh episode four four. we're going to be looking at gold against album number two album number two We've been really slack. Yeah, I'm going to need to... <laughs> oh my God, he's dying. Oh good, we have to start again now. This is how Adam wants to die, recording uh, a podcast about Magic Street Preachers, it's fine. Oh, that would be Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Bliss. I could just drift away listening to you two <laughs> to the assholes endless talking about my favourite band. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now my favourite band. That's not true. Wait, do you love them? Oh. Do you love... I don't think I'm there yet. Okay, you're okay. not there yet. Okay, so I'm a. My name's Adam. I'm a big, super manic street preachers fan. Loved them since I was 14. Steve, you are what I would describe as a manic street preachers agnostic. Yeah, yeah. And Lucas, you're a manic street preachers atheist. You again, just do not believe in them. You don't, they don't exist. <laughs> I still don't understand why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> what? Oh, now, now you're bringing it up. It might be a bit late. We're on episode four, but they're a fictional band. Oh. We, are there any good fictional bands? Spinal Tap. Huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spinal Tap. At what point do they stop? That's the thing. Are they a fictional band, though? Oh, because they've released actual albums. And, and they, they played Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Yeah. The Wombles. The Wombles? They played Disgust. Glastonbury. They They're <laughs> also a real band. Yeah. They played Glastonbury. They played Glastonbury? Yeah. Wow. Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. Is he a real band? No. He has played Glastonbury. But Drive Shaft, that was Charlie Pace's band in Lost. Huh. Did they play Glastonbury? No. They're Not actually a, real a truly band. fictional band. Yeah. Not a real band. Um, well, yeah, we're today... covering all the important subjects. So it's good. <laughs> uh, today we're covering Gold Against the Soul, and we'll get into the uh, sort of history leading from our last episode, Generation Terrorists, to Gold Against long. the Soul. Yes, we're, <laughs> we're really well litigated that Generation Terrorists is is long um this one is mercifully shorter so i'm assuming that the episode will be as well it depends uh, yeah we've just been talking about fictional bands for the last five <laughs> minutes it's probably not gonna right we have actually been recording five minutes already okay that's fine um i want to talk about first i want to talk about musical obsession or obsession in general interesting okay um i became <laughs> very obsessed with the Manic Street Preachers. Uh, I think I, th- I think I talked about this on the previous episode, sort of like when I did. But I was curious. I know that you guys aren't obsessed with the Manics, but I'm assuming you have an obsession of some kind. I have had, in terms of bands. In terms of bands. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> was it okay, go? It, no, no, but it's, <laughs> I very much appreciate what okay, you did l- there. Let me, let me keep guessing. Okay, yeah, go on. Was it? I haven't got any more. I can't think of can't any think of more any bands, bands other than OK Was it Go. the Rasmus? Yes. Yes, it was the Rasmus. Was it so. Motion City Soundtrack? 
Do you remember Motion City soundtrack? Yeah, I actually yeah saw they had them. that one song. I actually I couldn't tell you. I think I went to one of their gigs and I saw them supported by OK Go. Huh. That's, that's I saw them. I, think su- I, went I OK. saw them support. I want to say Taking Back Sunday. Mm. Great. I'm showing our age here. Uh, when I was 30. a 30. child, <laughs> yes, sorry, go on. About 11 or 12 or something, I got obsessed with the band Lit. Is what I did. Was that that? I suppose it was that early. Yeah. Um, to the point where Lit. I wanted to buy everything they released physically, and I used to draw them. I used to draw pictures. <laughs> what? <of them>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd brought that with me today. Do you have them? Uh, I don't. I think I might have found some in the loft. Actually, yeah. I used to you draw have to bring those next Please time because Christ. I would love to post those on yeah. Instagram. Yes. Um, um, yeah. That's like, interesting, though. You wanted to own everything. Yeah, that like they had. all the singles Why? and see. I have no idea. I felt that kind of thing. I had to have it complete. See where they came from and like to where they. And go. like I would like you listen to the B sides that were terrible. The context, Steve. No, I didn't. You were interested in the context. No, I didn't care about the context. No, Steve, look at me. These guys had tattoos and they drove Cadillacs. You were interested <laughs> in the context. Oh, sorry for the podcast. Yes. In terms of like, you had a song that you really liked, and then you had to explore the stuff that was that surrounded that yes. song to put that song in some kind of context. Okay, yeah, I guess so, Lucas. I we we've already talked about your musical obsession, your intended, your musical obsession. I don't get it, Con. Obsession. I mean, is it an obsession? I think it has. I guess if your manix, if your level of manix is considered obsession, then my level of muse must be. Yeah, I think. I mean, because they're similar. Yeah, we've probably seen each of our respective obsessions a similar amount of times live. Twenty. Okay, I'm I'm actually behind. I'm on, only on about fifteen or sixteen. But would you like go on my and level? read as much as you could about them and uh, buy the DVDs? And I've bought everything. I've got sitting above us now. I just bought literally a matter of a couple of weeks ago, like a hundred and thirty quid box set of their first two albums. Oh yeah, because we were chatting online and you said I'm not going to buy that. I bought it. I think we. That thought- was exactly the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to buy that. And then I looked on the various places where it's being sold and saw that it was sold out on all but one. And was like, oh wait, they're going to be gone soon though. Yeah. And so I went for the option. So I'll best buy it. I think we talked about this on the, one of the last episodes. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was that day that you bought it. But, like, I would, I bought, a, what's the American region? Is that even a thing anymore for DVDs? I bought yeah, region a, one. I bought a region one DVD player just to play one region one DVD that I bought. You know, you can, unlock most, all you can unlock most DVD Lit players. All access, yes. Yeah, I remember oh, that. yeah, I know. But, could have done that. But I was a child. Mm. So more money strapped, and that would have been a better option, probably. I don't remember the ins and outs of it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, obsession. Yeah. I've like, always I've always had quite an obsessive personality, I think. Films, music. Whenever I get into a band, I'm sim- similar to you and it was much easier in in the days when when like uh Actually, I say it was easier. It's actually never been so easy as now, like to do the kind of thing where you listen to one album and then want to hear their entire discography because it's all just on Spotify yeah, you or can Apple Music or whatever. But I used to download whole uh, discographies from... Legal. From legal websites. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> legal website. Pay 79p a track on iTunes. Promo code Mannix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You are quite obsessive though. I mean, you did just watch 365 films in 365 days. Yeah, I just did that. Yeah. It's just an obsessive personality. I mean, we we all play Destiny 2. And I think you have to... I mean, you play it less than some, Lucas. I play it less than probably 
most. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think you've got to have quite an obsessive personality for that kind of like. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely dropped off for me, but that that's all I thought about for a year once. Mm-hmm. Are you playing? Have you guys played the new season? Yeah. Once it's with fine. you three days ago. <laughs> that was the only time. <laughs> that's the yeah. only time. Yeah. Yeah, the grind's not as good this season, I have to say. I think I just, I burn out eventually on stuff. This is so relevant I, to this podcast. We're talking about obsession. We're talking about obsession. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I kind of, I'll get obsessed with the band for a while. Mm. Maybe see them live and then that'd probably be about it. Understandably, I've listened to nothing but Manic Street Preachers for the last few months. Yeah. Um, but I do the same thing. I go in cycles and it's not always new bands. So I, I will listen to nothing but uh, LCD Sound System for three months until I'm completely burned out on it. And then I'll listen to nothing but Caribou and then The National and then back to Mannix and then R.E.M. And like just go in those weird like three months. And then think, oh, I haven't listened to LCD Sound System in a while. Yeah, exactly. And I'll always... Like I have, I make my own playlists of like my favorite songs from that artist. I don't think that's a weird trait. I think everybody probably does that. I look up um, recent shows and make playlists from the play uh, the set list. Oh, that's interesting because it uh, is a good because that band has decided those songs go well together. Unless that band is known for having shit set lists. I like, mean, like insert Mears. my favorite band. <laughs> yeah. Are they known for having bad set lists? Not bad, but obviously, as they've got eight albums now, oh, they, they do medleys. Don't they, they don't play the fan fan favorites anymore. They play the broad favorites. I think you, they you play singles. They don't play track seven off of the second album. Yes, know. which is what? Oh, I want to say Screenager. I think Screenager might be. Might be wrong though. Hmm. Is it not Microcuts? Also might be that. Track seven. Carry on talking amongst yourself. Carry on talking amongst yourself. Steve's, Steve's going to pick up. The album's up. called Origin of Symmetry. Um, the, the Manics are similar in that they do they tend to do greatest hit sets now. It sort of happens to most big bands. Or it? You get to a point. What they've what they've started huh. doing now is... I know what it is. What they've started doing now is um, touring like retrospective albums, like... like touring an album that I came out that. 20 years ago i love that you love that i, love I really that. like it when I'm... i hate it I really yeah because they bandson what do they do the album and then some hits yeah yeah no, that absolutely. sounds amazing uh it's it's it is and it isn't i uh, will get into like my problem with the manics live at the moment and we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it like way down the line when it's when it's relevant in the time frame that i mean we're... i say that's amazing if you like the band and the albums yeah it's i quite, wouldn't it's... go to see that because i'm not into manic street preachers if muse did that you're not went, into oh, manic street preachers. we're touring yes. the third album i'd go and see it hey hannah hi hannah <laughs> <laughs> my fiance's just entered the room uh, we should we it's, should it's uh... micro cuts by the way it is adam cuts. was right i yeah. out mused you um, we should uh, all go to a Manix gig. Yes, I think so too. Will but... you pay for me? Uh, I, maybe. <laughs> well, like I was we'll, thinking, we'll wouldn't it be great if we, could have got, possible. if we could have gone to the Killers, supported yeah. by Manix, but yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. pay that much to see the Killers. Yeah, I don't want to. Was that Southampton Guildhall? No, what, that was Killers? Blossoms supporting them in that. Mm. The Killers played, no, not Guildhall, they played um, St. Mary Stadium. Oh, this or they will, that was a lot play. more will recently. Play. But Mannix are supporting the Killers on the same tour at a different venue. Oh. Bristol, Coventry and Middlesbrough, I think. Yeah. Oh, like a stadium tour? Yeah. Neat! <laughs> ne- neato! <laughs> great! Groovy. Uh, yeah, uh, I love that. That sounds great. And I'd go and see every... The problem, only thing with that is if it was a band I liked, I would go to every single one of them to see every single album. 
Yeah, I mean, but I collect songs live. What? Oh, that's oh, so like, oh, I have a, There you go. So I've, what, got, I've got a spreadsheet. So you'd be like, <gasps> have you though? Yes, you do. You have a spreadsheet. So what? Well, I've I've seen that song live. I can take it off. And then when you no, 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 no. How many times I've seen it live? Okay, but <gasps> have you ever been to a gig and, they, and you hear one they haven't played before and you're like, yeah, <gasps> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now. That's now. This basically the reason I go to Muse gigs to collect. I'm not going songs? because I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see Plug In Baby for the twentieth time. I'm going because then they play like an off, you know, an off kilter song for once, and I'm like, I can tick a song off the list. You get your laptop out of the gig, and then when I get home, I tick a song off the spreadsheet. So you must have been absolutely thrilled when you went to that Shepherd's Bush gig where they played loads of rare songs. It's the best gig I've ever been to. Yeah. (laughs) Without fail. Just by, like, pure, like, spreadsheet. I was so excited to tick things off the spreadsheet. You had such an time at that gig. so good. I've actually been thinking of of changing the format of the spreadsheet. Have you? Yeah, I was going to rearrange. I was going to redo it. I was going to put in some more formulas... To make it automate itself a little bit better. Fucking hell. Do you find him really attractive right now? No. Oh, same. I could just copy what? and paste I, have... I could just copy and paste in the track list, the set list from an album, and it'd find the you know, the name and go, right, that's plug in baby, add one of them. That's beyond me. I have an odd amount of respect for you right now. <laughs> Good. Because for the first, for the first time <laughs> ever. <laughs> I just, yeah. Um, well, we've had conversations about this off mic. You're like, oh, I don't really get obsessed about like music, like bands in the same way or whatever. But that is, um, yeah, but it's one band. That's psychopath it's behavior. It's one though. band. That though. is that is bizarre. I love it. Um, Do you love it? That's something nice. That's a bit. Write that down. That is something. I'd like to point out that when uh, Hannah, my fiance, walked out of the room, she looked so mortified, un- so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Mortified. That's how she always looks around you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's not um, anything to do with us. Uh, what oh. are we doing? I don't know. Second album. Should we go home? I God suppose... Against the Soul. God. <sighs> Cold Against. That's what I keep calling it because I can't type very well. Yeah, you've never, you haven't got the name of the album right yet. I, I guess I wanted to talk about Musical Obsession to kind of uh, put my flag in the ground, um, but also to talk about how, like, music affects us so that, wh- why do you think you became obsessed with muse specifically they were my first f- actually they weren't my first favorite band my first favorite band was blink 182 and what happened to that um what happened to that i grew up a little bit so i started liking muse <laughs> <laughs> no i kind of get it though the first sort of band that you decide is your band is your band and you decide to go and find other music and by them and you i don't know i, I get it I, I also get it. the first band I ever saw live yeah mm. that helps like yeah no see i my first favorite band rem and they are my favorite band too uh, up until today so so you're agreeing with us so you, when you said no what you meant is yes no because that obsession for me hasn't gone by the wayside oh i see because i'm saying my first favorite band wasn't actually muse yeah mm. oh, yeah one nil one nil can okay. we write <laughs> Can oh. we write that down? Yeah. Do we have the scores from last time? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Have you got Great. them? Put yeah, that yeah, into yeah. the league table. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got them. Good, thank you. I would really need to publish the results of that. Uh, I mean, the results yeah, will only... Like... The, I don't think you understand the Who format. Who was it 1-0-2? The results will only ever be... No, it's not 1-0-2. It's just 1-0. The person... Who's 2? The person that is currently 1-0 is 1-0. But who and that's one-nil? all that will ever be. Who's 1-0-2? Or Adam just 1-0'd me. 1-0-2 one-nil, one-nil to who? 2 
two. Steve just wrote the word Adam. <laughs> I've actually written Alan. <laughs> <laughs> One nil. Hang on. You've in the smallest corner of a page. Yeah. What's, you want to give that point to Alan? Okay, so Alan's in the game now. Alan, great. Literally, you should see. This is a, this is a one. A it's a one by three inch corner of a A4 piece of paper that is dedicated to this scoring system. If you didn't think your, it needed more space. If this is your first episode of this podcast, we are the world's only Manchester Bridges dedicated podcast. And Welcome. we spend more time talking about my favourite band, <laughs> Muse. Well, I like to find common ground with people, especially in terms of uh, like music and how people listen to music and why people listen to music, because um, I think that's a big part of uh, people's personality. I don't think it's just music, though. I think these days, in 2020, uh, pe- of people's yeah, personality yeah. now is, what are you into? Do you think? To a lot of people, I think like, that's the case. Like what? How do you... Like, I like Marvel! Oh, that's and so that's now their personality. Really back off the mic there. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's now their, is their personality is I like nerd stuff. I don't know. Or I like, think that's, I the, like... that's not nowadays, though. Like, that would be, yeah, on, if you made your own personality on MySpace, it'd be like, oh, I'm just super into Pokemon. And then, like, that would be your thing. Yeah. But I think that's just natural with things like coming from the fringe into the mainstream. But I don't it? think that's. Was there just a little a pun thing? between I think MySpace that's... and fringe there? Is that a little thing you did? That's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Have I just derailed the podcast and I've ruined huh. the flow? Huh. 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 I definitely don't think it's just a musical thing, though. It's just a thing. People get obsessed with films, TV shows, I agree, books. but we are, we are talking about music on this podcast. So I was, are I was we? curious. <laughs> Mostly. Oh. Uh, not we haven't done a lot yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Gold against the soul. Yeah, we Should we start? Where, 1993. Lucas, recap us on the history of the Manic Street Preachers. Where did we get up to? This is going to be fantastic. Christ. The other day he uh, described the guitarist as Ricky. Ricky? <laughs> yeah. He's the one that goes missing. Spoilers. Yep. yep. What's happened up to this point? They released, uh, they released a double album, sold 60 million copies, <laughs> 120 million copies. Adam's given me a face. I don't know what the numbers are. Adam has to deliberately be. done this to put you on the spot. There's like way. bits of information that are obviously floating around your brain somewhere. They released a double album. They, they, they were going to sell 60 million copies mm. and then disappear. Is the number 60 million? 16. That's not the same. It's not the same, but it was it's bigger. Close. It's close. They didn't either way. Yeah. That's and then true. they didn't go away. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, uh, we left them having just um, contributed to an NME compilation with their cover of Suicide is Painless. Yes, we did that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The single yeah. that did. Okay, what are the names of the band members? Oh, here we Lucas? Go. Right. I'm very excited. Ricky, <laughs> a.k.a. Richie. Okay. Can't remember his surname. Richie Simmons. Okay. <laughs> Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. <laughs> uh, isn't that Gene Simmons' real name? <laughs> Richard. I'm pretty sure his name is Richard. Add it to the list. Uh, Richie something on rhythm guitar and lyrics. Yeah. Nicky Wire on lead guitar and also lyrics. No. <laughs> did he not do lyrics? He did do lyrics. He didn't do lead guitar. What was he? Bass. <laughs> He played the bass. Yep. Sorry, drummer. Don't know. Oh, come on. Ted. It's Ted. It's, it's Ted, the drummer you of the made, You made a joke about it earlier when you got... Sean Moore. There we go. Hey. Oh. 
Uh, oh, I actually do have notes. And on then his oh, let name. me finish. Okay, go on. James. Yeah. Dean Bradfield. Yeah, lovely. Uh, Liga on front man. We were talking about Sean Moore's name, and I actually have like interview quotes from him. So the little joke we've done, you've decided to research it and make it shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I do with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said in an interview, it's actually about the pronunciation of his name. He oh. said that he doesn't like the original pronunciation of his name because he thinks it's like too plain and makes him like blend into the background. So he's seen mirror. He, well, he, he said... Um, Pronouncing my name the normal way makes me feel invisible. And so at the end of the day, I think he just wanted to be seen more. No. Uh, no. Sorry? Yeah? Uh, <laughs> seen more. Say it again. He felt invisible. Yeah. And at the end of the day, <laughs> he just wanted to be seen, seen more. more. Yeah. <laughs> you had me hook, line and sinker. <laughs> I believe. Is this when you text what do you mean? You I believe me this was a real. I've got a really good joke that you're going to make. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that one was right up your alley. It was wonderful. Is that not real? No. Oh my god. Of course it's not real. What do you mean? Is that real? <laughs> I was really hooked. I was genuinely like excited about getting. Oh fuck. Okay. Good one. Six. That out was of good. You, I'm expecting Six better next time. Best, like you've got to keep upping had. this now. No, it's my turn. Now. <sighs> oh god. So it's definitely going to be worse. Definitely. Huh. Gold against the soul. Oh, yeah. We join the Manic Street Preachers in December of 1992. Um, so they, they were kind of picking up steam in terms of like fame uh, off the back of uh, Generation Terrorists, you know, all of their kind of like the media hype around them. Uh, there's, in interviews, they've said that it kind of forced them into like a tighter unit, made them a bit more insular bit of that more of that gang mentality which also made them sort of kick out more uh, in december of <laughs> 1992 here's a spicy quote from nicky wire it better be spicy in this aren't season, they all <laughs> pretty much yeah. in this season of goodwill here's hoping michael stipe goes the same way as freddie mercury pretty soon fucking hell <laughs> i mean <laughs> he just said stuff he just for the fucking sake of yeah, it. Yeah, right? I think so. So I um, bet they respect REM. At, at the time, though, oh yeah, they they've all like said since that they're into REM, and like I think he probably regrets ninety percent of the things that he said. So, at, but at the time, so Michael Nicky St- Wire <laughs> wanted the lead singer of REM, Michael Stipe, to die of AIDS. Yeah, great. There, well, there was a rumor going around at the time that um, Michael Stipe was HIV positive, right? And um, in uh, at the time, he said like, oh, he was making a comment on like on like the way the media treated Freddie Mercury and like the same way that they're treating Michael Stipe and he wants Michael Stipe to die so that uh, so that the media coverage will end and stuff like that, which is a load of old bollocks. Um, he's just... Uh, An edgelord. Yeah. He's a yeah. great big to fucking use, troll. To use the parlance of today, <laughs> to yeah. use the parlance he's an of edgelord. 2020, he's an edgelord. <laughs> but also, he had just found out that... Uh, do you remember their manager, Philip Hall? Who ran Hall or Nothing. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful part. He just found out that uh, he had lung cancer. Right. So it was quite kind of like a dark time for the band. And I think that they were just sort of kicking out uh, at people. Yeah. Um, and it must have been quite confusing as well at the time because they're becoming popular. And they're becoming a bit more of a pop band. They're like on the front of magazines. Which is never where they intended to be. Um, did I they? Think, I don't or know. did I th- they? 
Mm. I think it's where they always wanted to be because they've always been gunning for mainstream success. But they didn't expect it to come this quick, or maybe, yeah. I mean, they're on like they're on like top of the pops, and they've got loads of female fans. Um, It's almost like they're they're a boy band to some degree. Yeah, like the indie scene just didn't like just completely disowned them. Right. Um, I think there's also. I say that the indie scene disowned them. I think they, they they disowned the indie scene as well. I mean, the indie scene at the time was like uh, very masculine. You know, we're we're well, like Oasis, and we're we're a year away from from Oasis's debut album, and and Blur are just about to release Modern Life is Rubbish. But it's just a bunch of blokes, <laughs> bloody blokes drinking <laughs> And then you've got the Manics who are like dressing up and wearing eyeliner and uh, boas. drinking baby sham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I mean, baby sham is delicious. I've never had it. I've never had baby sham. Nice. What is it? Isn't it just like it's Christmas? It's Christmas in a glass, right? But is it that's like what sweet do you champagne mean? or something? That's just yeah. That's like I'll look bu- it up. Box Carol. fizz or it's like it's like a isn't it like a creamy? It's like a creamy yellow goo. It sounds so nice. That sounds like eggnog. <laughs> it is similar, is it not? No, maybe I'm mixing my drinks wine. up. Yeah, baby sham's just like cheap champagne. Completely different drink. It's a Perry, sparkling Perry. Oh, it's a Perry. Ignore everything I just said. Huh. There isn't actually loads of history between. It was invented by Francis Showering. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <sighs> sorry. There isn't actually loads of sort of like history to delve into at this point. If you think about the span of time, it's very quick. Like, there's when did. There's only about a year between Generation Terrorists and Gold Against the Soul coming out. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's that. Everyone talks about the sec- hard second album and stuff. Yeah. If you think they've written two albums, which they would, <laughs> it was a double album, and that's been in their head forever. Yeah. And they've have they went under the pressure to make it in a year. Um, do you think? Or, I mean, I really gonna look ahead and think this album is fucking great. I'm just saying. Okay. It's really good. Okay. I really like it. Um, I think I uh, there was definitely like. There's record label pressure, probably, to like capitalise on any kind of success that they are getting. Um, but I think that happens with any band. And I think, like you say, like difficult uh, second album syndrome and all of that. I think, again... Especially as they burnt out so much of... So, they put out so much content. Yeah, yeah, album. exactly. Um, as track. Lucas said, it's long. It's too long. <laughs> well, You don't need to listen to the other we've three episodes. Well, well litigated that. I Can think. I throw yeah. out a really hot take? What, it's yeah. long? Um, the drink I was talking about was Avocat. That's, that's massively different. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. you, add it, you have it with champagne, you make a snowball. The yellow, the yellow stuff. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, not baby sham. Well, that's good. Great. Yeah. Recording of this album began... <laughs> Began in late January 1993 in a place called Hookend Manor, which was a luxury mansion, which cost them £2,000 a day Jesus to hire. Christ. It had a pool. It had caterers. Um, and I'm, I'm a big uh, believer that you can hear where uh, an album was recorded on an album. Um, like In Rainbows by Radiohead was recorded. One of the best albums ever made. Was recorded in a, a haunted house. Yeah, I get that. I can. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, as was OK Computer actually, and you you can you can just kind of hear that. This sounds rich. This yes, album. this sounds like people in a mansion that cost two thousand pound a day having a big old rock and roll time. It's much better produced. Yeah, for sure. Much. But I mean, Adam, that's because probably going to argue overproduced. 
probably, yeah. It's because there's so much like excess going on though. Like the drums were recorded in a barn with 25 microphones. Why didn't they use 30? Uh, yeah. They just simply didn't have 30. <laughs> uh, James, did, <laughs> James did his vocals on his own, lit only by candles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How good is that? What a bougie bitch. I know, <laughs> that's so good. Um, it does sound fuller than uh, Generation Terrorist, just because there's real drums. Yes, and yes, uh, yes. because it's, there's like that's more... why he wanted twenty five mics in a bar. Yeah, he really makes. I'm sure really going to fucking record these this time. <laughs> uh, the more live takes, like Richie actually plays on the album um, a bit. You know, other than that, he was sort of just drinking and working out a lot. He ate one jacket potato a day, apparently, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. He says drinking and working out a lot. Yeah. As in exercising. Yeah. That doesn't strike me as an activity he'd be involved in. Why is that? Because it's like good for you. I oh, guess. yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. But then he's also like, don't forget, he's obsessed with being as as thin, thin as, possible. as he can. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, th- I think he just wants that kind of that image. And I think him burning calories will probably be in the forefront of his mind. Um, Which I'm sure we're going to go into the next album. Uh, it might come up, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they record it for uh, quite a while. Uh, they go on tour. Um, that's you know, like I said, there's not loads. On the seventh of June, uh, the first single from Despair to Wear comes out, and it gets to number twenty-five in the charts. Uh, the album comes out on the twentieth of June. Uh, right? Should we? Should we get into get the into album it. then? Yeah. It's Was ten- it received well? We'll we'll do that after we've okay. done the after the track by track. I think it's okay, um cool. it's ten tracks. It's forty three minutes, which means much that it's better length. Thirty minutes shorter so, than Generation Terrorist. Such an enjoyable length. Oh, yeah, so nice. <laughs> I've, um, I've I've listened to it so many more times because it's just like oh, it's done. Well, you can fit. I'll more listen of it again. In. You can fit more listens in yeah, exactly. into a day. Uh, I well, am the glad. The last one. We're listening to this. To we're recording this. The last uh, one was like 70-something minutes. So you're saying it was long? <laughs> Some might say too long. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't get round, because, spoiler alert, is that a spoiler? What, for the last episode? For the last episode. <laughs> no. Spoiler for the last episode. Uh, well, we were going to record this album's episode last Lucas session. Lucas is, is kind of peering... Peering back. Peering the livers... He's lifting the wizard's skirt. Yeah. He's upskirting the wizard for the listeners. Looking yeah? up the that's, wizard's sleeve. That's the... Um, that's fine. And, that's uh, and I'm glad we didn't because I didn't rate it because I was burnt out. Yeah, we stupidly thought that we'd be able to do Generation Terrorists in one episode. I think we knew it was going to be two, but we somehow thought that we... Could then do another could episode. Could then do another episode. Really? We were going to do four episodes? In an appropriate Yeah, we were going to do day. Guardians of Soul. And as soon as we started, you said, we're not doing it this, this day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad because I was basically like, meh. I'm a bit meh. Yeah. And I, then I was burnt... Because I was burnt out. And actually, I think I prefer it to Generation Terrorists now. Um, I no. prefer it to Generation Terrorists, but I'm potentially damning it with faint praise because I, I don't massively rate Generation you Terrorists. You famously gave it a 5 out of 10. Famously. Yeah. Infamously Everyone gave it knows. a 5 out of 10. Everyone. As did I. Steve gave it a 6. Best six. thing he's ever heard. 6 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely like a much more grown-up album. Yeah, it's also, in my opinion, a lot more commercially accessible. Like, this yeah, seems way sure. more like you're going to hear it on the radio. Yeah. Especially <laughs> here, sounds like it's of that time. I think that was, um, there was 
Pressure. You're right, Lucas. It remind. <coughs> it reminds. I just me choked of, on my cup of tea. Oh okay. man, great! It reminds me of the songs that I would listen to on the radio driving up to Newcastle when I on a school um, when I was little. Like right, it's that, yeah. It sounds like there was the definitely 90s. a pressure from the record label to make it more like radio friendly. Mm. Um, but also riffs. Oh, there's so many riffs. Can we listen riffs. to riffs? Some so big riffs. riffs. Let's start with uh, the I, the, That's one of the reasons I didn't rate it more at first, was because it was more, less. it had less edge to it. And yeah. I was like, ah, it's just a bit bit more rubbish now. But actually, I think I prefer it. But at first, compared to Generation Terrorists, mm. I thought, oh, it's just, it's just worse because it's just a bit more... Clean. Clean and uh, accessible. And I thought that was a bit of a shame because... I was surprised, if you remember from the previous episodes, I was surprised how... Uh, punk they were. Punky they were, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Right, no, we, that makes sense. Um, bang on with it. It's definitely a... Because uh, I really want to listen to Sleep Flower. A more <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a more agreeable... Um, Album. Yeah. You okay? I just, I just suddenly, Adam just, suddenly Adam just looked off into the distance. There, <laughs> suddenly just drifted away from me. It's uh, probably because you've had. Is memory. it not two hours sleep you've had? Firstly, cool riff. <laughs> cool riff. <laughs> Used many times, cool riff. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great. Like, there's so many... It's just the riffs feel like he's biting his lip the whole time. Describe this to the listener. Oh, Steve's like... I can't even describe that. That's actually horrific. It's like a cross between uh, Mick Jagger and someone with cerebral palsy oh, okay <laughs> i could describe it you know that scene in alan partridge season two <laughs> oh when he's doing the bass when he's playing the bass yeah. in his uh in his caravan that yeah basically that. Did you like that? i did yeah, yeah it's lovely yeah. uh good song to be honest it's a, a couple of minutes too long no wrong oh, okay four minutes and 51 seconds yeah jesus christ yeah it's... wait did, is that off the top of your head no i know it <laughs> it's on the spreadsheet uh i quite like it uh, yeah, uh, but I did write immediately. You can feel the edge has been stripped away. Uh, oh man, that's really deep. In- interestingly, Shit. like, there's something about the song that feels grittier to me, but more produced. Like, it's a bit of a darker tone 
than a lot of um, Generation terrorists. Just in, I mean, like musically rather than lyrically. Yes. Because I think lyrically these 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 songs aren't as dark or as I, I think as interesting as the ones on Generation Terrorists. I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, you've you've got absolutely no idea. I famously don't li- don't read the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this one's a, uh, as far as I can pass. It's it's sort of a, about a lack of sleep and medicating lack of sleep. So exactly how you're feeling right now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. with this, this song, giant can this song of Red really Bull speaks to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there, there is something darker about it. I, th- I don't know if it's the scale that he's using for the riff or or whatever, but it, it does feel a little bit uh, sinister. Yeah, it's got a it does. Edge. Yeah, yeah. Like, Whereas totally actually, I, I can't think of anything that was particularly sinister on Generation Terrorists. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I really like the bass tone. Mm. It's got real nice. The I ba- just think the tone of the entire album is nice. This album's really. just really nicely produced. Uh, uh, like huge shout out to David Oringa, who um, was their studio assistant on, I think, Motown Junk or Generation Terrorists, right? Who produced this album at the Manic's insistence uh, against sort of like the advice of the record label? Mm. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Hashtag Cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. <laughs> But yeah, apart from the cool riff and the cool bass tone, I, it didn't do much for me in terms Interesting. of... Interesting. Like, like it was, it's good, but then yeah, after two minutes, I'm like... It yeah, kicks off the album well, it. though, right? Yeah, yeah that's, oh. but that's what I was trying to say. But then like, they did the same like on the last time. They opened it up with a good banger, a good yeah. riff. Yeah. I do have to say that I really enjoy the middle eight. Remind uh, me. I remind think me. it's <laughs> fantastic. Do it with your mouth. Hang on. No, I'm going to do it with the song. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. I'll do a bit with my mouth. Oh, Yeah, he's just really like wailing, and it's like it's like in a holding pattern at the moment. But then the rhythm guitar makes it pick up. Yeah, skip. I'm having the fucking time of my life with this song. <laughs> this song's so good, and it just keeps going. Uh, this is about as um, I was going to say it's about as heavy as I get, but that's probably not true. Um, I like I like that. It feels uh, a bit like uh, a bit like a metal song, but like a like a friendly metal song. <laughs> friendly metal. <laughs> yeah, it is a cool little mid late apparently. L- so that's little what breakdown. It is. Didn't yeah. know that. Did you not know that? I'm not. I'm not musically. Uh, uh, it's probably not a middle eight. Uh, it's it's probably a bridge. No, it's not a bridge. You're a bridge. Okay, you're a fucking bridge, mate. Look <sighs> at me. I mean, that song has become <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that song's become a little bit of a meme. In uh, has it? Yeah, I mean, like uh, this, like like only in Manning Street Preachers circles. I mean, Sleep Flower sounds like a little pickup you can get in Mario. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, what's the meme? Uh, the meme is that, like, famously, like this band, uh, this album is the band's least favorite of theirs, uh, or or was. Uh, maybe it's been reappraised by them recently because I know that they're, we've we've you know we've seen the post that they're potentially going to be reissuing uh, a remastered version of the album. Mm. Um, so maybe it's getting some love and attention, but uh, like they, 
apart from the singles, they didn't used to play a lot of it live. Um, and I think they had some disparaging things to say about this song. And so <sighs> there was that, you know, a little contingent of fans that would always shout for this song at gigs. I remember you telling me about mm. this and then it happened. You'd always we just hear someone going, <laughs> and usually uh, the band would tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Until a few years I've ago. I've got a lot of time for those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until recently, like in it. the last few years, they were like, okay then, here we go. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Oh, <laughs> and that started was... wheeling out on tour and they've been playing it in the recent tour as oh, well nice. on the This Is My Truth tour. And it is a good live song. It is a lot of fun. Um, especially to watch James do all of the breakdown and the solo and the riffing and everything. With that yeah. face. It's that face, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which works on mic, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love visual jokes yeah. on my podcast. <laughs> um, good song, I think. Uh, good opening to the album. Uh, it's all downhill from here. Do you genuinely think No, that? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know why It's downhill that. for a bit, though. Oh, you okay. okay. I.e. this go. next track. Really? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here we go. I write this alone in my bed. I pause in every room in the house. The place is quiet and so alone. Pretend there's something worth waiting for. There's nothing nice in my head. We had a walk to get out of the way. I wait for safe spinning. Lucas, give us your take then. At least it's short. Oh, <laughs> God. What do you not like about this? I like song? the riff. I like. Yes, it's wonderful. I yeah. first noticed the guitar part is nice. Yeah, and that's all I like. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's just kind of nothing. You don't like his I just don't really anything. Sexy. Uh, tone I really start, like though. strings. Yeah. I'm a sucker for them. They add nothing to this song. Well, this is, I think, uh, symptomatic of the overproducing this yeah the fact and, that they and, were in a and the second album syndrome of just like what should we do uh should we do the same again but with strings <laughs> some strings on it which is it like just get a big fucking mansion and an orchestra yeah. fuck it that is that is the old joke is like let's just do the first album but we'll do strings and i do i do think that they've like avoided doing the first album with strings but there are also a lot of strings on the album and some of them land these don't for me i they land for me um but uh, okay I just think the album I think you're wrong. Off... <laughs> I think I hot take. Okay. I think Adam's wrong. Oh, what? <gasps> That's the hottest <gasps> of takes. I think the album starts really, really strong, and I think it it, it loses it a bit later. But I think uh, the first yeah, two tracks are wonderful and um, I like memorable. It's I think it's a great single. Um, it's it, it. I think it does show like a progression in sort of songwriting because if there's there's one thing that we talked about with Generation Terrorist, it's that. It's quite one note. It's like one texture. Everything is loud all the way through. Apart from the best song on the album. 
Oh, repeat stars, stars and stripes is uh, what he's talking about. Oh, fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, but this has got like that Pixies esque kind of quiet, loud dynamic where the verses are quieter than the choruses. That doesn't massively happen on Generation Terrorist, which is like full tilt, yeah, yeah, kind of all the way. Um, so I think that's the first instance of the Manics doing that. Um, but you just kind of you nothing it. I just just didn't really do much for me. Could you make out any of the lyrics or anything? Of like course, that? it's the Manic Street Preachers. You couldn't. You couldn't. Like none of them. I have not gone into. Admittedly, the I didn't try. I'm going to admit because my not role on this podcast is guy that doesn't read the lyrics. That's true. Or for have now. a heart for now. <laughs> I got a bit like it's. It's kind of. Um, it's you know thematically familiar. They're talking about sort of like the tedium of modernity and life and stuff like that, and it's very Manic Street Preachers. But whereas Generation Terrorists was kind of punching outwards and talking about things as though observing them i think that what this album and this song as uh, like specifically does a really good job of is making things more personal and from the point of view who of someone who is in the circumstances that they're talking about yes yes there's one thing they do well and probably more in the next album is the songs coming from a character do you know what i mean like Definitely. He's singing as someone. The next, the next track, especially. Yes. Which, which is why I assume you brought it up to give us that magnificent segue mm. into. And and I'm literally recording this on a segue right now as well. It's zipping weird. around the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's can't really tell. off. It's really, really it's slow. Really actually, My house is yeah. massive. Yes. Yeah, you, fucking... you can roll around on a segue for days. <laughs> We're not even in your house, so that was just a massive brag. But we. Just came on mic to say my house is massive. Yeah, like yeah, we're in we're in a studio. Come on. Oh yeah, we're in a very professional studio. Didn't the Manics record Gold Against the Soul in your house? My living room. They did a poker table top. No, 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 no. My dining room table. No, we are. Oh, I can't remember. Go with this. (laughs) (laughs) Let's play the next song. going to bring it down there just a little bit this is what you're talking about kind of um writing in a character please go on writing in a character yeah <laughs> um yeah um this is written like this isn't from the point of view of of any member of the band or anything like that what it's, it's from the point of view of, of an aging war veteran oh okay what is lola's la tristesse durera uh, roughly translates to the sadness will last forever Oh my That's god! Nice. Jesus and, um, Christ! It's the it's, it's the title of a Van Gogh biography. Okay. Um, another classically sad artist. Yeah. Um, and then what I about like, "Scream to a Sigh." Scream to a sigh. Yeah. yeah. Apart from summing up this album so far. Nice. <laughs> Compared I don't have anything like "Scream to a Sigh." It's just a nice kind of bit of uh, alliteration. 
Scream Sigh. Oh, I thought there was more to it than that. Uh, that I was actually the wrote I know the the wrote I know the wrote you know the note I wrote when I when I didn't rate this album as much because I was burnt out on Generation Terrorists. I wrote this scream to a size sums up this album so far um, for me, scream. which is compared to the last one, it's just meh. I've changed that opinion now. It's a bit better. I I would say that it's about aging and how when you're angry about something, when you're very young, you rage against it and scream. And when you're older, you just kind of sigh and Accept put up it with as reality. it. Yeah, exactly. And this is—I can relate to that. And this is, you know, written from the perspective of um, and nothing will happen. That's our—that's <laughs> our slogan for everything happening in the world right now. Yeah. Nothing will happen. Oh, this has happened. Yeah, be, no, but nothing will happen. So I'm, I'm guessing again, you couldn't pick out any lyrics here. Uh, scream to a song. Yeah. And let's do it though. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, I do actually quite like this. I like the second half more than the first. Do you know what I like about bit, this song? It and sort this... of picks up a bit more. Yeah. Oh, hang on. You're talking about this bit. Yeah, it's a nice little bit. And also, then when it goes back into the chorus, is I feel like there's more to it. They add some more. Can I tell you why? More instruments. Yeah, yeah, and so it sounds a bit bigger so, and better. So the lyrics we've got: life has been unfaithful, and it all promised so so much. I am a relic. I am just a petrified cry, wheeled out once a year, a cenotaph souvenir. The applause nails down my silence. Does that speak to you in any kind of way? No. Right. Okay. But you you get what I'm saying about like. Um, writing from the perspective of of mm. someone else, and you can see what this song is about. And I think that that ties into "Scream to a Sigh," the idea of becoming older, becoming irrelevant, despondent. Yeah, despondent, and just kind of putting up with it. It's there's lines in there. I'm just a fashion accessory. Um, I sold my medal, and it paid a bill. It nice. sells at market stalls. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's gloomy, isn't it? Yeah. Also, the well, song really the reminds manics. me. <laughs> Really reminds me of the Lighthouse Family, and so I really like it. It reminds you of the Lighthouse. It's got vibes to the Lighthouse. Family. It does not have the vibes of the does. amazing Lighthouse Family. It, does, it reminds it, it. It sounds really baggy to me. You know, like the 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 early nineties, late eighties baggy scene, like the Manchester kind of. I think it's the yeah. bongos. Mm. Yeah, it's got that kind of like uh, shuffly. At kind least of I don't feel silly it. now. Why? Because you're talking about baggy. You, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm talking about the lighthouse family. Is what I was talking about. <laughs> That's why I feel. Silly. I do not get the connection to the lighthouse family in any it, way. It reminded me of them. What can I say? Oh. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, the little plinky plonky it's piano not, towards the end is dumb. Thing. The what? The plinky plonky piano at the end. What's wrong with it? Just, what's the point? That adds nothing. Well, I think it's just like let's chuck in some plinky plonky piano. Yeah, I think this is an album about like this is them excess. doing rock and roll excess, and it's let's put as many instruments on a song as we can i mean we'll get to life becoming a landslide in a bit um good that's got song that's got chimes on it you know yeah um that this was a single as well and it's still played live okay and it's I, very good. I, I did think it might have been a single because i recognize it slightly do you it feels okay familiarish we're getting into you're thinking of lifting by lighthouse family it's called lifted first Fuck. of all <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this song reminds you of Lifted. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. 
What a banger that song is, though. Yeah, should we do I a podcast about the Lighthouse Can family? Can we please do a, just just one episode I about the best of the Lighthouse family? But they're all one song. Okay, okay but it has to be called Do You Lighthouse Family? <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's my dad's favourite band. Is it? Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, we I don't know if it still is. We must have him on the podcast. Get Kev on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Your dad called Kev. Uh, Kevin, but... Uh, Good stuff. I yeah. As a result, I love the Lighthouse Family also because it's like nostalgia in it. It's driving. Yeah. It's driving to my nan and granddad's house in my dad's car. Lighthouse Family. Oh god, that sounds like a miserable existence. It's the most like nineties middle class existence I could ever imagine. Am I wrong about the Lighthouse Family? Are they like great or they're, something? They're yeah. Great. They're great. Oh, they're, they're great. Good, yeah. Should I listen to the Lighthouse yeah, yeah, Family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I listen yeah, yeah. to the best of. <laughs> All right. I'll, Don't I'll go too deep. Back it's about two songs. Point. I'll report. But it's two, the best of his two songs. Uh, lifted. Yeah. High. Ocean Drive. That's three. I've only ever heard Lifted, I think. We've got another one that I've forgotten the name of. I get them all merged in my head. Should we listen to the next song? Is it called Lifted by Lighthouse Family? Real spooky. <laughs> Is it not spooky? It's got some spooky riffs. You said this to me. It's very Halloween. Well, yeah. It's Is that, very it's, that's Halloween. That's not just me then, thank you. No. It's really good. I love it. I've just I written had, spooky. I hadn't thought about it until you said that before we started recording. And now listening to it now, yeah, it's really spooky. It is actually quite spooky. Ghouls, <laughs> Ghouls and demons. Pumpkins. Are you doing Vincent Price? Yeah. Spiders. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I can't stand this song. Really? Oh, I like it because it's sort of chuggy and and just a bit like. <laughs> it's nice. It's I like just. It. Do you know what? How you feel about From Despair? Where is how I feel about this? It's just nothing to me. I mean, it's, it's not. I, mm. It's not like a banger, but it's good and it's got some. It's got a vibe which is spooky. <laughs> <laughs> he does some interesting stuff with his voice. I think like his voice on this album yeah. is incredible. Um, he's got such range and mm. like. He can like adapt it to different like styles and stuff, including spooky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I suppose this is the spookiest song they've yeah. ever recorded. I, I, actually, I suppose like thinking about it, I'm I'm going to speak to that a little bit. What I ha- what I do have written down, other than what is this, <laughs> is is uh, the Holy Bible question mark. And um, after you said it was spooky, I, I I was kind of thinking about it, and I think that this song does actually sound a bit evil 
and I think it's yes the first step towards them um, doing more kind of textural music writing um, and being able to write something that sounds very sinister. And I just want, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's where the spookiness of it comes from, yeah. is that it does actually sound a bit sinister, which is something that they then go on to perfect, I think, in the next album. It doesn't sound super sinister to me, though, because it sounds like a Halloween haunted house type song. Though. I think it's, it's that not. It's on the direction. It's on. It's on going in the right direction, but it still sounds more like the it's, thriller music video. It's the scale <laughs> than it does using. like Hereditary. Well, isn't like, it, yeah, isn't yeah. it also <laughs> that that like high guitar that sounds like ghosts? Like it goes. Yeah. Also, the plucky strings. I think actually do add something this time. Oh, big fan of the strings. Not big fan, song. but okay. they actually add something to the overall vibe of the song instead of just being like, let's chuck in some strings. Yeah, all right. Um, it's about kind of self-image and death and those kind of classic Manic Street Preachers things. Has there been a reference to suicide yet on this album? Uh, probably. Because we've made it four songs in. So. I mean... Um, this has actually got sort of like stuff about someone's morning routine, like your ritual every day, a mild shower, soaking aftershave, best clothes, do your best, look in the mirror, go on, belittle yourself. Yeah? yeah go on, Lucas. The lyrics on this album... Lucas, you idiot. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it out. I could see in your like throat that that was going to be a much harsher word yes. than idiot. <laughs> you you idiot. Idiot. I mean, I have to say, like... On a lot of the weaker songs on this album, the lyrics don't do a lot for me. Mm. I think this is a much more accomplished album musically than it is lyrically. Yes. And I think that is possibly... I'm getting the sense you're going to respond a bit more positive to this album than I am, Lucas. And I think that's because you don't pay much attention to lyrics generally. Unless I can actually hear them. Yeah, right, exactly. The fact that they're inaudible means I don't know them because I don't look them up. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although that is changing for the next episode. Oh, spoilers. 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 It's the Holy Bible. That's the next one. Spoilers for the (laughs) next episode. Um, Yeah, sure. Who wrote (sighs) most of the lyrics for this one? Uh, It's a 50-50 split, more or less. Richie, Nicky. Just Richie's just gone. He hasn't quite gotten to the depths. Yeah, to exactly. which he will sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right. jumping ahead. We'll get to it. Um, so who's ready for the best song on the album? I might agree. Uh, uh, we like recently did a poll one. on our Twitter, uh, at, Monix, at Monix Podcast, and this got 100%. No, it didn't, though. This got 100% no, of the vote and was voted the best human it, accomplishment it, no, ever. No, And so this no, is life becoming to... a landslide. You know what? You know what? I'm just I'm just coming in. Listen to that little organ in the background, just adding that little subtle kind of thing, and that's a great like guitar. There's the chimes. <laughs> it's a great little acoustic guitar riff in the verse. I love it, and that just that steady. Is that a ride cymbal? Yes. Yeah. And here and like On it started as like a nice like soft acoustic thing, and now we're getting to like full anthemic 
chorus like proper lighters up steve is on his feet lucas has got his arms up in the air eyes are closed it's steve is wanking himself off <laughs> and sucking one of his tits <laughs> that's that's and right. then it oh yeah Straight, then it like gets a good weird chuggy metal bit which is not where you think this song is gonna go bam 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 like you just this is not where you think the song is going to go when it starts and I just I love that I think that's really good and it's really surprising also his voice is completely changed it's like a really good example it's a really good example of things he can do with his voice um, you can't hear me because you guys are wearing like noise cancelling headphones and I've got shit headphones on here we go Just like this is now like now we're in like a weird like classic rock kind of vibe. Back to acoustic for a short little break, and then we're going straight back into anthemic for what I think is their best chorus on the album. And again, Steve is stood up. He's banging his head on the window with just the sheer emotion of the song. <laughs> Lucas is crying blood. It's just a beautiful moment between all of us. And it's so special to share this with you on one of the greatest accomplishments in humans making music. We're coming up to what I think is one of the best moments on the album, which is the build-up. The, 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 the little middle, again, the middle eight build-up. It's just madness from start to finish, this song. And there's the strings. Lucas, how are you responding to these strings? I like them. Yes, they're so good. They add so much to this final chorus, making it even more anthemic. Yeah, the strings here are amazing. The walls in the studio we're recording in have collapsed and we've been surrounded by crowds of people who are just desperate to hear this song. They've all fallen to their knees and they're worshipping this song for the deity that it is. Uh, it's absolute madness. I'm actually just going to cut off there. Yeah, good song. Yeah, it got 14% in the poll and came last. 100% in the poll. So you might say it. Was a landslide. Ooh. Steve's out. Steve has gone Super Saiyan, I think. <laughs> so what a mad song! That song is uh, like an overture to me. It's got a bit of everything that's on this album. Does, we're now talking to no one because we're now going to get this podcast taken down. Yeah. we've just played the entire track. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I, I, I'm talking over it. That's fine. It's all fine. Yeah. Fair and, if not, use. and if we have to take it out, then none of this will make sense. Yeah. 
Uh, when Enjoy I first, four minutes of silence. When I first heard that song, I was disappointed. Why? Because I love the intro. It's all acoustic. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, a nice mellow Hello. song. Dun, Lovely dun, change dun, of dun. pace. It'll be a nice mellow song. And then the chugs come in and I'm like, oh, it's another manic song. But actually, oh. I then it grew on me. And actually, banger. Yeah. Yeah. It's Best great. song on the album, maybe. Could be number two. Be- best song on the album for me by A Landslide. Strings these, are beautiful. Strings again. are lovely. Super Saiyan. She's gone Super Saiyan again. <laughs> Strings are lovely. They actually add something this time. Yep. It's emotional. It's glorious. The I lyrics are like really good as well, I think. My idea of love comes from a childhood glimpse of pornography is succinctly sort of beautiful and disturbing yeah. and very telling. Don't it's... Google those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put in the words. Yeah, just childhood glimpse. Don't put in childhood glimpse. Yep. Okay. I'll, yep. Do you know what, Steve? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, also, the wrist cool. Uh, when I when I first heard this album, I weird energy on this episode. It's today. A good song. <laughs> I didn't like this album when I first heard it, and I only really listened to it because of this podcast for the first time. I'd obviously yeah. heard certain songs in it. I knew about the sleep flower meme thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, in this song, when I first heard it, I was like, oh. Like it sounds like it's gonna just cut into them harmony a cappella and just clapping. <laughs> and then, but that would be good. Yeah, would I be think clapping. that's what this song's missing. Yeah. But um it's really great and I don't know, it just seems like a proper anthem. Uh, I actually don't know how people... Well, I do know how people feel about it because it got 100% in the poll for the singles 14%. that I put up. Well, that's the Came thing. Last. Obviously... People don't feel as strongly about it as you because Are we going it only got fourteen percent. I just think I think it's so much fun. This song, um, it's not as like I was don't know. I, I I think I don't know. I don't know what people maybe don't like about it. Was I it mean, a single? It was a single. Yeah, it was the last single released from the album when they were just trying to milk the last sort of remnants of an album that basically undersold. I think. Um, if I, they'd I, written more songs like this, maybe it wouldn't have. Wow. I mean, I wouldn't Hot want take. a whole album of... Nah, yeah, a whole oh, album yeah. of Landslide. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd be like a U2 album, just anthem after anthem after anthem. Yeah. I do actually like U2. Were we talking about U2 oh, thanks, recently? man. I really like U2. We did talk oh, about U2 God. recently in comparison to Muse. Not what, to bring Adam? them up again. Oh, but yeah. They did Adam. come up. Muse of the new U2, which I don't think is an insult. Huh. huh. New U2. That's a Pokemon. Mew. That's Mewtwo. What did you say? Mewtwo. Is he saying different words? I don't know. New. I can't see your lips, so I can't see. New mew. (laughs) New mew. Drug, drug, drug. Should we just listen to that and get out of this? No, that's a good point, though. I mean, we've made a lot of jokes that the song's about suicide and drugs. What's the next track called? Um, It's called. (laughs) It's called Drug, Drug, Druggy. Huh.
subpar chorus and even worse verses for me. Uh, it's, it's, this is nothing to me, this song, apart from that fucking wah pedal at the start, <laughs> which is insane. I made out some lyrics in this one. Go on. Drug, 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 drug <laughs> make out the melody, though, also, I see. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Tone? But also, uh, drug, 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 Who's he? got us feeling sweet like <laughs> honey. Tone. Yeah. Hashtag deep. Yeah, got got a feeling sweet like honey. Yeah. Uh, drug, drug, druggy. I need sensation like my baby. Hashtag deep. Not really sure what that one means. Is this about a guy who likes drugs? Uh, probably. Yeah. 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 It's got a good I mean, solo. Yeah, it's got a good solo. I mean, you know, it's not unlistenable. It's just absolutely fine. Yeah. That's exactly I mean? why. And it's and I think it's. I think we touched about this on Generation Terrorist when the songs on Generation Terrorist that were just okay, I hated more than the ones I hated. That doesn't make any fucking no, sense. No, no, no. That, that completely makes sense. Like I'd rather listen to something like like where they've attempted something bold and it's bad yeah. than I would listen to something where they've attempted something mediocre and it's, a me- it's mediocre. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think, I think this song, uh, this album has got some great songs, but it's severely let down by... Drug, drug, druggy, and yourself, and Symphony of Tourette, which we'll come on to. From despair later. to where? No, not from. De- yeah, from uh, despair to where? Yeah. That's just such a wrong opinion. Have <laughs> you- do, you want, do, you want, do you want another uh, strong opinion? Is that I quite like Symphony of Tourette. Oh, we'll get on we'll to get that there. much later. I do. I do just want to point out that the that this song has something. I, I don't know if it's the best thing I've heard or the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> Uh, the 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 end. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? If I just say the end of this song, did you guys pick this out? Doesn't specifically remind me. Just listen to the vocals at the end. A B C D E. A B C D E. It's because it ends with E. Oh, oh, hang on. Which is a drug. Are they the classes of drugs? Oh, they're the classes. I didn't think there was any three classes as ABC. Oh, okay. E class drugs. But then E is a drug. Is D a drug? D is for drugs. D is for drugs. So it's the class of drugs. A, B, and C. D is for drugs. A, B, C, drugs, ecstasy. There you go. We've cracked it. We've cracked it. I don't understand why it's in there. A, B, C, D, E. It just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know why it's there. He needed, he needed some syllables at the end. Yeah, maybe. But it's he does this. There's like some weird vocal ticks on this album that he does. He spells out a word. It might be in um Holy Bible actually. Never mind. Archives of Pain. D E S E R V E. Yeah. Um, it's just that there's lots of weird little vocal ticks on this next song as well. So uh, yeah, let's listen to that. Roses in the hospital. Sexy. Oh. Oh.
So that, we I, can I, all agree that that's one of the sexiest songs ever written. It's pretty sexy. I'd not made out, but when he started talking about vocal ticks, I was listening for them. Yeah. But he goes, <laughs> going into one of the words. Because it's, yeah. it's so sexy. I can't, does, I can't does, remember the word now. I've already forgotten it. was back a seconds ago. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> Yeah. There's, there's lots of stuff like that on yeah, this album. Which I think is fine. I don't like this song. I'm going to be no, really I, honest about this it. This is a bit is of a Is this nothing. not the one that it's won the fine. It's it's fine. No. It's no, not I, I think from, from Despair to Wear won the poll. He did not. La Tristesse de won the poll. Interesting. How did From Despair to Wear come anywhere in that poll? Apart from people like it more than it's you do. Because <laughs> it's a great song. Um, this song's fine. It's catchy it's, enough. Yeah. But it's like... Yeah. I like the bit where it's... It track is, eight. Um, it's a very track eight track. But it was a single though. Oh. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, I like the bit where it goes, we don't want your fucking love. What's the last lyric uh, about Rudy? Is it F-G-H-I-J? Rudy going to fail? Just going to. Rudy, 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 Rudy going to fail. Which is the clash. The clash. Yeah. yeah. Except that's Rudy can't fail. Exactly. Yeah. I actually had that down as one of my uh, so what, like, the vocal. Is there any reason for that connection to the song? Uh, other than that, he loves the clash. Yeah, exactly. It's just he decided to. Put, oh, fair enough. No, yeah, I think I think he's just basically sort of ad libbing at the end of the song. A B C D E. A B C D E. Let's have a let's see. So he's like shouting stuff in the background. He, he he there's lots of little phrases that you can hear him shout in a seemingly American accent. I'm honestly not sure what that is about. Uh, this is the first instance of them using the words forever delayed though. Okay. So what is are that, the weird vocal ticks on it? Comes up? It was the, it's the name of one of their songs and uh and it's the name of their best of from like their greatest hits compilation from 2002. So what are these vocal ticks? Is Stars and Stripes on that bass? Greatest hits compilation. What do you think? I think not because the Manic Street Preachers are wrong about what songs they think are the best of their songs. Well, the thing is that it was a greatest hits compilation and Repeat Stars and Stripes wasn't a single. So it couldn't have been a hit. And that's the only reason it's yeah, not on yeah. there. But most greatest hits, they'll like release us like a new single. And you think they should have released Stars They should have re-released Stripes. Stars and Stripes as that single to promote the new best of, yes. <laughs> what are the weird vocal ticks on it? There's these Americanisms. It's like these, I actually can't even make them out and they're not on, um, they're not on my, my lyrics. Oh no, here they are. Independence is a game and uh, credibility, I'm yawning. You can hear him really? say, say that in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's odd. And then, of course, the really, 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 really stuff is, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, again, like, it just seems like he's almost ad-libbing 
It's almost like they made a hip hop album where they would like. He was in a dark room with candles. He probably lost his mind. Yeah, he was probably really feeling the vibe yeah, as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Especially in this sex. That's show. true. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think this. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't think it should have been a single. Where did this come in the poll? Uh, the 0% dead last after, like, with. You only with, put four you, songs, you only put four songs in the poll, though. Yeah. yeah, came third. Which is the only reason why no, it came last with zero percent because life becoming a landslide. A landslide yeah. well, the land, that came last, though, didn't it? Land becoming a landslide. And that was only, only, only had the, they only landslide. had the choice land. of four songs as well. <laughs> so if there'd been more songs, maybe it would have had even less than fourteen percent of the votes. Maybe we'll never know. Well, we could do another poll. Uh, how would we do? You can only do four options in a poll. Oh. I've never used Twitter. Yeah, you're not on Twitter. I am. Should we plug the Twitter now? I am on Twitter. Manix. I looked at it recently. Uh, the last time I tweeted was in 2016. And what did you say? I don't remember. Something like really edgy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Probably, um, like, probably like some app. I like Muse or something. Edgy. Yeah, that's what you talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Sure. Right, yeah. Next one. <laughs> What's this uh, one? Nostalgic Pushhead. I quite like this one. Yeah. I have a Sue big question me. at the end of this one. Isn't that what you call me? <laughs> sure. Counts all the way to eight. There we go. That's a uh, nostalgic pushhead. Uh, I like this. Like, I think it's a synth in the second verse. It's like a. I, I really like ooh, it. It's just that. It's just that bit. I've got here good lyrics, good verses, bad chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have a question for Steve, yes. the drummer yeah. of the podcast. What is that percussion he's hitting constantly? Oh, the drums. Shh. No, not the drums. Is it a china? It's not a china. I don't think it's a china. Splash? I don't think it's a ride. I, I, I don't think it's a splash. But it sounds very... Is it a symbol? I need to hear symbol, this again. All right. Which bit? From the beginning. It's in the entire song, All right. throughout the entire song. Hang on, let me uh, tell like, you a little bit. Like, obviously, we can't get past this so bit. not this bit. No, when it all actually, like, kicks in. Four, five, all the way six, to eight. seven, eight, nine, ten... Skip ahead a bit. So it's not in this bit either. No. Nope. So when I said it's in the whole song, I lied. Well, you said it was in the whole song. I lied. Skip a bit. Skip a bit. Down, 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 down. 
it's some really it's some really fucking weird china splash thing really i to me it just sounds like um a doubling of the snare with some echo on it no, i don't know i'm more... probably very wrong there's some, probably some real drummers listening to this that are hating me right now but it sounds like some i found it distracting because i immediately picked up on it and was like what is that i didn't pick and then spent the whole bit. song going what is that <laughs> My notes, the first thing is, what is, that? What is this What is this percussion throughout? And then the, the very end of my notes says, for fuck's sake, what is the percussion? And in the middle, there's a bit that says, seriously, what is that percussion? That's three so of this, the five lines I wrote on this song. Haunting you, this percussion. I wrote five lines, three of them are questioning what that percussion okay. is. Okay, and you still don't know. I'm really sorry that we no. weren't able to bring you. Um, have you got any notes about the lyrics? I've written something. Yeah. I don't remember writing. Well, go on. Um, it's about bands thinking they've got like some new sound, but it's all just recycled. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you've got? That's actually pretty much almost exactly what it's about. Mm. Yeah, they dig the new scene in their parties where Stonehenge is worshipped and drugs are deity. Um, I think it is about that, like, uh, yeah, the rehashing of the kind of uh, psychedelic uh, vibe um, that was that was popular at but that like time. Forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We've. That's a spot-on read, Stephen. Thanks, man. That's great. And I think there's some good lines in this song as well, actually. I am the raping sunglass gaze oh my is, God. Uh, is pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas is looking at me like I'm absolutely insane. Well, I didn't read the lyrics, so... Yeah, of course. I didn't. I listened to me learning this for the first time. <laughs> what do you think of that lyric? I am the raping sunglass gaze. It's a bit mental, isn't it? By the it's way, when it says gaze, he means G-A-Z-E. Z-E. Yeah, okay, I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did get that. That's fine, just in case. So is this next one... Your... I'm on last point to make about that song, though. Oh, yeah, Please. sorry, sorry. Riffs at the end slap. <laughs> they slap. You're, saying, you're saying those riffs fuck. Let's, those riffs at the end fuck. We are going to just put you on record that the riffs at the end of Nostalgic Pushhead slap and fuck. Okay, yeah. great. That's it, he's got it. Oh, yeah, look, there's a, there's a line here. Hard rock nostalgia, the stones on CD. So there you go. Yeah, you were, you were absolutely spot on. Um... It's a bit annoying it's called Nostalgic Pushhead because it was originally called Nostalgic Fuckhead. Oh. But they uh, just wanted to go with something a bit more commercial, I think. Uh, we'll, we'll get that. That's a broader kind of issue I have with the album, but we'll get onto it a bit. So, so this next one is this your favourite song, Lucas? No. On the album? Okay, it's, I thought we were going to uh, have another Stars and Stripes. Also, Pushhead uh, should have two H's, shouldn't it? Yeah, is it not Pushhead? I read it as Pushhead. <laughs> Push. Wait, nostalgic Pushed? Yeah. Well, it's got one H, so Pushed. Pushed. Or Pushed, yeah. Isn't it Pushed? Well, it's not Pus, because Pus has no, one S. No, Pus has two S's. Yeah. Oh. So it's Pushed. Is or it? Pushed. Or Pushed. Pushed isn't the word, I've but it's always nostalgic. said it's Pushed. Pushed. But be, there's one too few H's for that. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's Pushed. So when you started saying Pushed, I was getting a bit annoyed at how wrong he was. Yeah, but oh you know, Adam's God. usually right, and I hate that. Oh my god, you've just... Uh, Upturned your entire universe? Yeah, that's actually... Um, that's Do you not like the Manics anymore now? Shocked me to my core. <laughs> I hate them now. Adam's taking his trousers off and being sick on them. That's, <laughs> that's weird. Are you okay? It's a very I've strange not been reaction. not very well. No. Oh, Alright, uh, time for the worst song on the album then, Symphony of Tourette. Come on. Wait, are we listening to number two again? <laughs> you are a funny one.
best song on the album. Oh, are you being serious? Yeah, absolute jam. Are you? At, are you being? Yeah, that's just your Metallica. favorite song on the album. <laughs> it just sounds. It sounds like Aerosmith to I, me, and yeah, I can't I, fucking stand it. My first note dun, just dun, says, dun, "This dun. is my shit." Yeah, I really? put. I put the words "absolute jam." Oh my <laughs> god, you guys love Symphony of Tourette. Yeah, it's aged so poorly. Oh, I like yeah. it. It's cool. It, it slaps. Yeah. It slaps and it fucks. Yeah. It. All fucks I've written next dicks. to this song is oof. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oof. How great is that song? <laughs> what a great song. Listen to this Stella! lyric. Listen to this lyric. I don't care about the lyrics. Yeah, shut up. Children can be cruel, she said. Yeah. So I smashed her in the fucking head. Uh, that's not very nice. Sorry, that's dear. Nice. That's the nature of Tourette. But now also, it, no, you could get rid of the lyrics and the vocals altogether in this song for me. It's just a fucking good riffs. Uh, no, it just sounds like so fucking 90s. I just, I can't get on with it. Second half of it has some sort of funk rock bits that go on, like, like, sort of Rage Against the Machine. I have no, like, genuine, mm, uh, I don't think cri- it's, like, it critical analysis of this song it goes apart a bit from, more yeah. funk rocky towards the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go to the second half and play a little, little. Uh, to the second half, all right. <laughs> Maybe I just meant that one tiny bit that was right before the bit that you played <laughs> that lasted about like right, four bars, maybe. We'll find it, I swear to God. It's not that bit. Oh, okay. That sounds like Muse. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me even a little bit that you like that bit. I think it sounds like Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Who yeah. Muse yeah, famously Muse sound off. like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like that song. My least favorite on the album. I'd put it in the top three on the album. That is absolute insanity. But like, I mean, the, the lyrical content of it. Look, mate, couldn't give a shit. It, hang on, let me pass it across to you. Read it, and I'm I'm honestly interested in your take on it because that's got to change your opinion of the song in some you way. Said that does not <laughs> you literally have written oof big capital letters next to it it's such a tone deaf piece of lyricism don't care okay I'm reading them but all I'm thinking in my head is honestly make it just make it an instrumental and I'll be fine with it really it wouldn't change much yeah it just doesn't I'd put that as Doesn't maybe number me. three on the album behind uh, Life's Becoming a Landslide and this next song. You are absolutely joking, aren't you? All right, here we go. I agree with you.
Um, yeah, so I genuinely have some stuff to say about this song. As That's much not like as... you. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I've made some... That's the most notes I've made about a song. Um, it, like, it's just got this driving drum beat through the whole thing. Um, and it just kind of pushes this song steadily along. Like, I don't know I, I don't know whether it's a good song, but it's a good closer to a track, right? Uh, to an album. Do well, how, how, how do you define a good song? It slaps. <laughs> slaps. It, it slaps and it fucks. Does it yeah, dick? Sure. Is this song dick? Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. Um, there's also some really Finally, mad fucking squeaky guys on a podcast talking about dick. Yeah. People have been <laughs> waiting for it. got dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, like dicks is like another word for it. No, no, oh, no. Go with what you're saying oh, about yeah, the sorry. song. Um, no, and, and yeah, I, I just think that, that the, the drum uh, production is great in this fucking song. I think I think the drum production is really good across the album because of the twenty five mics. <laughs> because of the twenty five mics, yeah. um, who 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 were all engineers on this <laughs> tw- album. There was twenty five people the, in the room called Michael. Yeah, the twenty five mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would all yeah. set up different instruments and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was Jesus really impractical. Christ. They had to pay every I'm, single. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had two hours sleep. We haven't even got to the Holy Bible yet. I know we're yeah. doing we're doing the Holy Bible today as well, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be Adam's going to lose his fucking mind. Two episodes. Um, nah, and it's got some mad fucking squealy effects in it, which I really like towards the end. Yeah, nice. I mean, do you know what? Fair play to you. I hate this song. Uh, it's <laughs> I don't hate it. It's in my top three on the album. I don't. Oh my! It's my second least favorite. I think. Um, behind what? Behind Symphony of Tourette, mm. which also slaps. Which yeah, it slaps. It slaps, takes it fucks. Uh, I just um, does it tits. God Does it, also, this song literally slaps in that there's slap bass going on. Is there? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like Beastie Boys, sort of like the guitar sound. It's like, it's good. It's just good shit. So you guys are really into like the heavy manics, the riffs, the, riffs. the like <clears throat> the '90s kind of metal sort of stuff here. Yeah. I wouldn't go as far as metal. I wouldn't call this metal. Oh, it's metal esque. It's it's sort of like that. It's kind of like that hair metal sort of sort of vibe. But I, I think it just sounds like Aerosmith again. Nah. Do you mean, do you mean, do you mean? Yeah, it does. It's it cool, like, like funk rock. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool. You, is it? cool. This is potentially one of the least cool songs I've Should ever I heard. Should I do the devil horns? Oh, he's doing that cool? Devil Whilst horns. we were listening to it, huh? I did the devil Threw horns. up the horns. What we if I did both hands? Last time as well. Oh, he's done it with both hands. Yeah. And he's got sleeve tattoos. You're very... Are the tongues out? You're very <laughs> rock and or roll. <laughs> oh, uh, to me, honestly, it's just... It's a bit of a nothing song. Uh, I, I don't... It doesn't... The riffs don't do anything to me. They're not that interesting to me. I think it's all a bit... This song is a bit derivative of stuff that's come before it, which I don't think is inherently a problem with a song. I think, you know, if you, you can reference and if it's done in, a, in, a, in like an interesting way, then that can... You know, it's still a perfectly cromulent song. Um, sorry, the, sorry, what, but what what was that word? Cromulent. cromulent. What does it mean? It's acceptable. It's yeah. I like cromulent. It. It's from an episode of The Simpsons. Cromulent. Just like rock and or roll is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The thing from The Simpsons is um, when they're with Sean at the... Moore Skinner. Come Jesus on, <laughs> this, come on. It's it's when the, it's when they're looking at the statue of Scene, um, Scene Moore Jebediah Skinner. Springfield. And it's got the word embiggened on it. 
and someone says it's not a word, and someone else says embiggened is a perfectly cromulent word. That's excellent. Yeah. Oh, classic Simpsons. Classic is Simpsons. So good. Is classic. Yeah. There's oh god. There, there's a really good one where um, Lisa <laughs> Lisa wants to buy puppies, and she wants the smartest one, and the guy says, uh, "Oh, it's this one." And she says, well, how do you know it's the smartest one? He goes, uh, he writes mysteries. <laughs> and she goes, he writes mysteries? How does he do that? And the guy selling the puppies goes, uh, he starts at the end and then works from there. <laughs> 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 this is just such a good joke. Oh, um, this song, Gold Against Soul, feels to me derivative. And it feels like to me that they got like towards the end of their recording sessions and were like, oh, we've forgotten to put a political song on this album. Okay. I mean, I like, haven't read into it. So. One of the biggest things about Generation Terrorists is that there was a lot of politics on it and there mm. isn't on Gold Against the Soul except for this last song, which is sort of like, and it's also just a bit vaguely political. It's not really saying anything specific or interesting. It's just sort of, it's like, it's, it's an afterthought. For me, I think, yeah. personally. Like you in our friendship group. Exactly. Yeah. An absolute afterthought. <laughs> um, that brings us to the end of the album, but that kind of does segue onto kind of my... One of my issues with this kind of whole era of the Manics in general is that it feels like they kind of lost their identity. I have a copy of gold against the soul here if you could just take out the artwork um booklet and have a look at the pictures of them there is like a style it's a very early 90s kind of style but there isn't you know gone are the spray painted t-shirts and the sloganeering and any kind of like messaging or anything like that which seems like a hugely wasted opportunity now that they are more popular and they're on the front of magazines and they're on top of the pops, and hmm. all of that messaging is gone. I'm, um, I'm reading picture... the back, and there is no reference at all to any of the 25 Michaels that recorded the drums. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <sighs> this picture on the centre sleeve of them all sitting on sofas. Yeah. On the sofa, on the standalone armchair. Yeah. Sean Moore. That's Sean Moore. That's Sean Moore. Great haircut. <laughs> He looks like he's about to take Please an assault me. rifle to a school. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey. Let's have a look. He looks. He looks interesting. This is the uh, the centerfold of the artwork. If you're if you've got it at home, to I have mean, Nicky Wire's still rocking all the like ridiculousness. Yeah, but like, if if you are on top of the pops and becoming more popular, why has all the messaging and political statement gone? Do you know what yeah, I, mean? I see what you mean. I think they oh, really yeah. were chasing a much more commercial sound and vibe with this album. Uh, oh, in... that is a great photo of James. So right, okay. into the mic. Sorry, that's really. Let's good. do scores out of ten. Um, when I when I first made these notes, yeah, um, I'd written personally, I couldn't get into it. Okay. Um, I know it's quite good, and there's interesting things going on, and trying a new sound, but. I didn't really like, but now I've listened to it more. I've gone from a six out of ten to a six point five. I don't think we're doing point five, Steve. Yeah, that's whack. You're going to have to commit either, well, one 20, way or the you're other. You're using a twenty point scale. Six. Okay. It's the same as the last. Because album. I don't think it's seven. Favorite tracks, least favorite tracks. Okay. Favorite tracks. Favorite tracks. Give me two. 
Life becoming a landslide. Obviously. It's the greatest piece of art ever created by a human. <coughs> Symphony of Tourette. I really like it. Okay, least okay, least favourite tracks? One or two. Drug, drug, druggy is, yeah, is just, just a bit, nothing. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, right, I, don't, no, I don't dislike anything on this. Okay. Lucas, give us your score out of 10. I regret giving Generation Terrorists a five. Why? Because I want to give this a five. That's I fine. I want to say it's better than Generation Terrorists. You always want okay. to do a 5.5, right? No. <laughs> so I'll give it a six. Okay. But now I'm starting to think there's albums that I listen to by choice and enjoy that I might give a six. The thing Whereas is, this isn't an album I will go back to and listen to. I've given okay. both of those albums six, but there'll be things I like on this album more than I like on the other album, but things the other album did more than I'd like on this album. Even though I think this is a better album I that I enjoyed more. I prefer this one, I think. Okay. Mm. Favourite tracks? Last Coming Landslide. Yeah, of course. Golden Answer Soul. This is that's absolutely... Or Symphony of Tourette. <laughs> Flip okay. a coin. Flip okay. a coin. Least favourite from Despair to Wear, I assume. From Despair to Wear. Unbelievable. Just because it's nothing. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give it a sexy six. Oh. Um, oh. I think that it's it quite has, sexy. I think that in general, it's really well produced and a really fun album. But the the less good parts of it are really quite bad mm. and and really bring down the album as a whole. Uh, I do prefer it to Generation Terrorists mainly because it's just shorter and a bit more fun to yeah. listen to. But it does lose the edge that that had and. It's not Wait, as was ex- the edge on this album. Oh, <laughs> he was on the previous he's album. On the previous. He's not on this album. Yeah. What, who was fine. in this one then? Michael Clayton. <laughs> he was one of the twenty. Isn't that the guy's name? Michael he was one Clayton of the twenty-five mics. Yeah, played by George, uh, George Clooney. What's the guy called from the O2? Adam, the O2. Like, <laughs> the O2. <laughs> Do you know what? This whole section is a complete write-off. So let's just move on. Everything since Steve's mic broke. Oh, yeah, Steve's on a new mic. Yeah, I might sound different. You'll probably be able better. to hear the, mm. the difference. He's on a different mic recording on a completely different computer. Fantastic. Mm. Mm. Uh, Sean Moore. Just in general, <laughs> I think a very unfocused period for Manic Street Preachers. Uh, it's less exciting than the last album. Yeah, it does. It feels a little bit more safe. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I feel bad that we've started off, you know, the first two albums, uh, the first you know, three or four episodes with slightly critical negative reviews um it's important to be though right because we can't just sit here and just like wank off manic street preachers and just be like isn't sure. everything great yeah yeah, yeah. Because, i mean i mean spoiler alert we're gonna do the holy bible next and i'm gonna give it a 10 out of 10 so. <laughs> <I'm>, oh. <laughs> so there you go uh, <laughs> you that description sounds more critical than your description of generation terrorists despite the fact that you gave it a better score um, no, I think I gave it almost exactly the same sort of criticism, is that the bad parts of Generation Terrorists really let it down. It's just because there's more tracks on Generation Terrorists, there's more, shit. There's more bad parts. Just give us more Stars and Stripes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> give us less. Sure. Um, this, this received lukewarm reviews. Uh, it seemed to be the band's least favourite for a long time. La Tristessa was a single, reached number two. Wow. Roses in the... Uh, sorry, 22. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Jesus. That sounds like... I don't Roses remember. in the Hospital reached number 15. Um, what else did they release? 
Life Becoming a Landslide it was number 36, but that's a little bit later on down the line. I think we'll get to that in the next well, It was at number 36. Don't like you mean it was number one? weeks after being number one. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what yeah. I mean. It was yeah. number one for 36 weeks. Yes, it yeah, was yeah, number yeah. one for 36 from 30, years. And then it dropped to 36. And then it's it number won. one now. And then it won the poll. Yeah. 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 Um, so this was released in June. Nikki gets married in September Aww. to the person he's still married to now. Oh. That's nice. Which is nice. Um, uh, James breaks up with his partner. Ah, that's not as nice. Um, and they supported uh, Bon Jovi. So huh. nice, not nice, nice. It's all. Well, it depends how you feel. That's about a shit sandwich. Yeah. They toured Japan <laughs> and Germany. Uh, I, I include this in sort of like the bit of history because when they tour Japan and Germany, they visit Hiroshima and the concentration camps, which has a very large effect on them personally. And, and they write about that in the on next... where it, where their music goes. Nikki yeah. says that they want to write about the human capability to inflict pain on its own race. Mm. And I think we'll leave it there for this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that seems as good a time as any to end. I don't have any like mad things that I've spent money on for gold against the solar system. You spent seventy five p on this. Seventy five p on on that on eBay. I've got some singles here that I got as part of a job lot a few years ago. I mean that's that's mad in that most people wouldn't go back and buy old singles. Uh, I, I bought those probably ten years ago when I was trying. I've, I think I've I've almost got the complete collection of Manic singles. I nearly got rid of them. I did. I got rid of all like the albums that weren't. Uh, Special dishes. Uh, is that special dish? No, it's not. It's, so I, I'm now rebuying them. Having <laughs> done this podcast, it's kind of reignited that obsession that we were talking about earlier. I can't believe you got rid of them. I know, I know. So, right, I'm always terrible at this. I'm going to do thank yous first. Thank you, first of all, to you guys for doing this, Lucas, Steve. Thank oh, you. you're welcome, man. Thank you to me, you're obviously. Um, thank you to you for listening uh, everybody out there who's listening thank you to everybody who's interacted with us on twitter thank you to everybody who's interacted with us on instagram we're at manix podcast on both of those um yeah just a bit and big thank you to everybody on like the uh, the forever delayed forums i meant to give you a shout out on the last uh the last few episodes and i completely forgot i've been stealth posting there for since i was about 15 uh, and uh, you guys are always a lot of fun join us in two weeks time when we're going to be tackling the Holy Bible, which I hope we can do it some kind of, of justice. Very important album for the man. It's a very important album for me personally. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Is there anything you guys wanted to add? Any uh, any plugs, any shout outs? Oh, I'm, I am Steve Murphy on Twitter and I've posted a joke once. Oh, I th- am I? Is that my? I don't even know if I fucking am. I, I, I am Steve Murphy. Yeah, Lucas, you're not on Twitter. No, do, well, do, I, I actually am on Twitter. But... Do, do a shout out for your cat's Instagram. Oh yeah, shall I? Fucking I, Max, my cat's Instagram. Yeah. The problem is, um, it's not a very simple name to Why? follow. Well, it's done? Max the cat. Okay. On Instagram, but that's been taken in every form you can imagine. So is it like Max the cat underscore? Or no, something? it's even worse. You than think that. It, it, it is. Underscore Max, underscore, underscore, the, underscore, underscore, cat, underscore. What's an understore? It's an underscore with a... It's a basement under a Sainsbury's. 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, because you'd be surprised. Max at underscore I am underscore Steve the Murphy, cat. All taken every variant on that. I end up having to settle on underscore Max underscore underscore the underscore underscore cat underscore. What? But follow him because uh, he's cute. He is a cute cat. He's he's kind of prowling around as we're recording at the moment. Mm. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will speak to you all again on the next episode. Uh, and remember, we live in urban hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we destroy rock and roll. Sean. A B C D E. <laughs> <laughs>